Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome to a brand new edition of We Got Next here on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for having us on. As you can hear, the audio, not tremendous. My voice, not tremendous. And the reason for that is I am just sick as a dog. I have no idea where it came from. But over the last couple of days, it has just been nasty. And I woke up on Wednesday morning and just was done. Absolutely done. No voice, couldn't move, I don't know what it is, but uh, I got some nasty cold, that's for sure, and it put me on my tuchus, so no formal all-out intro, or even an outro this week. I'm just going to run down the lineup, let the fighters do all the talking. Luckily, I spoke to these fighters ahead of time, so my voice was okay. I will be just resting, still working. And hopefully I'll be ready to go for the first semifinal matchup of the BTL Championship Tournament, which will air on Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, live on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. So I'm going to rest up and make sure my voice is ready for that. But let's go ahead, run down the lineup, let you know what is going on on the program this week. We're going to wrap things up with Chris Curtis, who's got a big fight coming up this Saturday. He's back. Took him such a long time to get to the UFC. Got a big win over Phil Haas at UFC 268, and he's right back in it, right back in the 185-pound division this Saturday, taking on Brendan Allen at UFC Vegas 44. So we'll talk to the action man, Chris Curtis, about everything that has happened over the last few months and why he likes this matchup better in some ways, but feels it's a tougher matchup in other ways than the Phil Haas matchup. He'll explain that. Seems kind of confusing coming out of my mouth, but he explains it very well. Before that, we'll talk to Kenny Cross. You might remember him from competing on Dana White's Contender Series. He was a guy that a lot of people were very excited about when he was put on the lineup. Won a decision, did not get a contract. Signed with XFC. Got a big finish. And he's been out for a year. And he's back on December 10th, XFC's next event. Why has he been out so long? What are his plans for 2022? 
And for those who have listened and watched Kenny Cross interviews in the past, this is a much different guy. Much different guy. So the injury, the time off has definitely helped him up a lot. So you'll hear from Kenneth Cross coming up in a little while. But first, we're going to check in with some of the people just continuously ask me about. Brianna Van Buren. Actually, you can now call her Brianna Fortino. A little foreshadowing. She's no longer Brianna Van Buren. And when Bruce Buffer announces her name next, he will not say Brianna Van Buren. He will say Brianna Fortino. More on that and Brianna's plans on returning to the Octagon. When is it happening? Is it going to happen? We'll find out right now kicking off. We got next on MAFighting.com. I will get my voice better. A lot going on for the month of December here on the website. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the interviews. We'll see you next week, everybody. All right. So as some of you know, we have a matchmaking show on our website called On to the Next One. And one of the names that continuously comes up when talking about some of these women's divisions and one of the fighters that people are continuously asking me about is this woman right here, Brianna Van Buren, currently ranked number 14th in the UFC strawweight division. She hasn't competed since June of last year. So we're approaching a year and a half out of action. So I wanted to bring Brianna the Bull on the show and find out what has been going on with her since all of you keep bugging me about it. So Brianna, thank you for doing this. Thank you for answering the questions. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your day to you know ask me some questions. That's always awesome. Um, but I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It is Thanksgiving Eve as we record. But uh, like I just referenced, last time we saw you compete, June of 2020, you fought Tisha Torres. Lost a unanimous decision, just your second UFC fight. And you got matched up with someone like Tisha Torres, but haven't been able to compete since because there's been a lot going on in your life. So for those who don't yeah. know, fill everybody in. Why haven't we seen you inside the octagon in almost 18 months? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I, uh, I got married. Um, I had a baby. Um, and... I took some time to basically just kind of focus on my health and, you know, um, my husband and I, we had bought our second home, um, it, through the whole, uh, fight camp of with, uh, Tisha Torres and I. So, um, a lot of great things that have been happening, um, outside of, uh, the octagon, um, since my last fight, but, um, pretty much I got to catch up with, you know, everything that has been going on. I feel like in my personal life and just, you know, getting back to just who I am and, you know, doing what I do. So. So how long after the fight did you get married? How long after that? I got married um, October 10th of last year. So 10, 10, 20 um, was the date that we got married, but I was scheduled to get married. Uh, we had postponed this marriage for, um, it felt like for years, um, I want to say there was just one thing after another that was coming up that we were like, okay, we'll postpone the wedding. And then, uh, you know, it's just crazy how everything kind of happened, uh, with the whole COVID situation, we had to move our wedding date. Um, our venue got canceled. Um, and then California, they're a little bit more stricter out here, uh, than any other state with the whole, um, COVID thing where it's like, you know, they canceled everything and we were literally um, shut down for uh, what it felt like forever. Um, and so that was a little bit, it, it sucked for, 
for us and I'm sure it kind of happened all over the world but it just for some reason it felt like uh, here in California they're a little bit more stricter and so our wedding just kept getting moved uh, moved back uh, due to COVID and so finally we were like you know what let's just go get married in our uh, family friend's backyard and just you know move forward and you know and and go from there so we had a super small intimate wedding um, and then um, I got pregnant um, and then uh, had my baby in April of this year, April 10th um, of 2021. And um, here I am now. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, un it's unbelievable. Everything just kind of happened. Like you have this fight and then you're trying to get married and then COVID happens and it gets, yeah. keeps getting pushed back. So you have to just, it finally just got to the point where you're just like, we're just, we're just going to do this thing. Like, I know we want everybody there, but we just can't do it. And enough right. waiting. We're just done with this whole thing. Right. And that's exactly how it was. Right. Because we were like, okay, so, and, and I kept moving our wedding date back where I'm surprised my husband, uh, fiance at the time, wasn't like, dude, what the heck, you know, because like there were fights, I was getting fights. Um, opportunities and I was like oh okay I'm just gonna move my wedding date back and then it was like oh I got another fight opportunity okay I'm just gonna move my wedding date back and you know and he was just so like okay like just do what you gotta do and then so it was kind of like it's kind of cool how everything kind of happened for a reason you know in a sense because I feel like even no even though I lost that fight to Tisha Torres like um, you know, the way I knowing just how my competitive mindset is, I'm sure I would have been like, oh, let's fight in December or let's fight in, you know, but instead it was like, okay, let's take time to actually like, let's, let's kind of like, you know, let's take time to focus on your personal life and let's kind of just take it easy for a second and, you know, and, and reevaluate some things. And with this whole COVID thing, like just take a deep breath in a sense, you know? So, yeah. You think if you had gone out there and just blasted Tisha Torres, ran through her, do you think we'd be having this conversation right now? Or do you think I things would have played out differently? I think things would have for sure played out differently. Um, I don't know though, you know, I don't, I think um, I, like I said, it's, there's a reason for every, you know, there's a reason why everything happened the way it did. And, and that loss, um, I think it humbled me um it put me in a position where it was like okay um you need to uh basically you know um grow I, I learned a lot from that I think like I, I I grew a lot from that in a mature mindset and just you know competitively and then even outside of um fighting like I just feel like I I learned a lot about myself um just as a woman and so um I don't think things would have been the same. I think if anything, um, who knows, I probably would have taken another fight, um, but things could have, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But I think, you know, looking back and seeing how everything played out, I don't think it would have happened the way it did. Yeah, it seems like it played out the way that it was supposed to in yeah. kind of a, a circular world, being what the world is sense. So, uh, so you right. have a son. So seven, yep. he's seven months old now, uh, an April yep. baby, which I yep. have as well. Uh, mine's going to be nine this coming April. So uh, I'm just awesome. he's huge. He's like a little person. That's crazy. How has motherhood <laughs> been like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what it means for you in your everyday life and your goal set mindset and so forth and so on, but just overall, like how has motherhood been for you so far? 
It's been good. Everything has been great. Uh, the little guy keeps me on my toes. Um, he is definitely a, a tank. Like he, he is a good baby. And I feel like, you know, um, a lot of people say, you know, oh, I got to He, you know, you got a good baby and this and that. Oh, let's see what happened here. There go. Oh, there we go. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I got a good baby and he's this and that, but I can genuinely say like, uh, the little guy, uh, before we had him, we were kind of preparing for, you know, um, a lot of like my family members and stuff to kind of step up and help me, especially, um, with, you know, me still wanting to chase after that UFC belt. It was like, um, you know, I had a bunch of my family members who are and were at the time willing to basically like, okay, give me a schedule. We'll help. We'll do this. And, you know, I take the, I take him with me everywhere. Like he, I, he goes to the gym with me. I'm, uh, you know, one of the fortunate few that basically grew up in a, you know, family owned gym. So, um, I'm able to take him with me to the gym and, um, you know, my family, my grandmother runs the front desk at the gym. So, you know, I'm able to work out and, you know, if he's kind of, you know, crying or being a little fussy, she's able to basically just, you know, pick him up and soothe him and help him and be there. And, you know, my mother-in-law lives right across the street from me. So, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky, you know, in a sense. Um, and so, um, motherhood has been, uh, basically I'm on cruise control I guess I can say it's been a breeze um and I'm knock on wood but I hope you know it continues to to be that way and you know with the support and stuff that I have um I think I think I'm I'm liking where I'm going <laughs> there you go. Sleep, sleeping through the night and everything for the most um, part sleeping yeah, sleeping through the night for the most part. Um, like I said, I'm thankful that, you know, he wasn't a colic baby, um, you know, and some some parents have to deal with, you know, um, manage with, you know, uh, them having babies who have colic and, you know, who are fussy or who just cry for basically no reason. And thankfully, um, you know, the last seven months have been a breeze. He's been sleeping through the night. Um, he, he, there are times, don't get me wrong, he's teething right now and, um, you know, he's fussy, but, but I'm excited for the challenge. Um, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. There are times where I'm like, okay, I can use a break or, you know, but, but it's so fun being a mom has been so, so fun. And, you know, I'm just thankful that he's making it easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most? being a mom like he's got to be bigger he's gonna be having conversations with you You guys are gonna be able to go out and do stuff and he'll remember it what, yeah. what are you looking forward to the most for the future I know you're enjoying every second now but when he yeah. grows up and you guys could do all that stuff I'm looking forward to um I think where they get at that age where they start talking and their little personalities start to develop you're not saying his personality isn't developing yet but like they just kind of form into like their their own persona in a sense like you know like I'm gonna do this and you know and when you talk to them and they talk back and you know and um I'm looking forward to that and I think it, I think people call it like the terrible twos I, so I'm just looking forward to it like I I'm also looking forward to the fact that you said you have a nine a nine-year-old boy right almost yeah yeah. So I'm even looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, you know, the growth and just, you know, him playing sports and just, I'm looking forward to it all. I, I'm excited. So what if he wants to be a fighter? Are you going to be cool with that? 
Um, I'm going to be fine with whatever he wants, but I don't know. Uh, dad is a really high level elite baseball player. So, um, I would have to try to get my hands on him and make sure he gets a pair of wrestling shoes before he gets to that baseball. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that stuff's good for everybody. Anyways. Uh, my son just started MMA and he loves it. Like he's, he's dealing with the wrestling. He's getting into the trenches. Uh, I I know some kids in this class were preparing for jujitsu tournaments. They're all like helping each other prepare. It's just crazy that to see him dig deep like that. Yeah, I I'm excited. And that's what I'm so excited about. Like, I just can't, I can't wait for, you know, whatever he decides to do. Um, you know, I will support it. Um, but, um, you know, obviously, it would scare me a little bit if he decided to do, uh, you know, mixed martial arts and, and decided to compete for a living. But um, if that's what he wants to do, then I would 100% support it. Well said. Uh, in terms of mixed martial arts, of course, the question I keep getting is when's Brianna Van Buren coming back? When are we going to see her fight again? So have we even thought about that at this point? I, I know you got a lot going on, but are we thinking about getting back in there? Oh yeah. Um, we, we have been thinking about it for a while and, you know, with, uh, even throughout pregnancy, it was like, I was one of those, um, uh, people that didn't, I didn't really enjoy Well, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't like being pregnant. Um, and I think it was just, you know, the fact that, you know, as an, as an athlete and, you know, training and working out every day and then, you know, transitioning to, uh, not being able to do the things that you can do while pregnant, even though, you know, as selfish as that sounds, um, even though like I'm growing this human being inside me, it was just, you know, I was, I'm one of the, the few that I didn't really enjoy pregnancy. And I was always kind of like, Oh, I can't wait to fight. I can't wait to train. And you know, and so um, once Jackson arrived, it was kind of one of those things. Once I got approved from my doctor to start training and working out, um, I'm I'm in a position where I feel like, um, thankfully, my body is healed up, um, and I'm hoping to get back in there, uh, maybe uh, either around Jackson's birthday, which is in April, or maybe in May um, as well. So. I don't want to also rush, but at the same time, you know, um, I also don't want to sit out and just kind of, you know, wait for opportunities to kind of pass me by, especially because I'm, I'm an impatient person and I, you know, I really want to fight and I, I really do believe that, um, you know, one day I am going to be the UFC strawweight champion. So I can't be out for too long. Have you been getting, um, like a lot of FOMO watching these events? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you, I can only imagine how, um, my uncle also, my head coach, Anthony Figueroa has felt like over the last, you know, year, um, of me constantly texting him every time, like for an example, when the girls fought, um, it was Rose Namunas and, uh, Whaley, they just fought. And, uh, after that fight, I literally jumped on the treadmill and was like, I'm, you know, I'm going for a five mile run just because, you know, I'm just so determined and so motivated. And I think having a kid has, you know, um, has kind of relit that fire underneath my butt to just kind of just go for it and just do it. And not saying that I wasn't doing it then, but I feel like now I'm living for like a different purpose in my life. So. Yeah. There's a, I grew up in the Boston area and there's a journalist who he once said when, when he was becoming a dad and it stuck with me ever since I was a little kid that when 
you become a parent, you realize why you were meant to be here. Like, you know yeah. why you're here, what you're put on this earth to do. Even if it's at times you've been doing the same thing for like 10, 12 years, but when the kid's born, like it could be a totally different thing when it's yeah. all there. So have you felt that too? Like, did you immediately feel like this, this rush, this motivation, not just for being a mom and being a wife and, and everything that, that comes with that, but just as an athlete and the competitor, did, did you see like this, I, I'm a fighter, this just yeah. signified it for me. Well, yeah, honestly, um, it, it really is weird how that works, but it, it definitely is true. Um, because I feel like not saying, like I said, not saying before I didn't have a purpose, but I did have a purpose, but it was a different meaning. And like now, ever since I had my son, like, I don't know what it is. It's like a light switch or something just kind of clicks and you're just, it's a different purpose. You're fighting for like a different, like, I don't want to waste my family's time. I don't, not saying that I was wasting time in the gym, but it's just, you just, you want to go in there and you're just, I'm just willing to just pretty much leave everything out on the table and just knowing, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to explain it, to be honest with you, but I can definitely tell you that um, me coming back and I know me and my next fight, it's going to be a really good one because I feel like I'm coming in with a little bit um, of like a different purpose. It's almost like a mature Brie in a sense, right? As opposed to like what everybody kind of seen then I feel like was just me kind of growing, but, and I had to hit like some growing pains in a sense, you know, um, by, you know, getting a loss against Tisha Torres and then having a baby and, you know, having my family. And now I'm like, I, it's just different. It's, it's like, and I feel like I can only say so much, but I think within my next fight, I think it'll, it'll show a little bit, like people will kind of realize like, ah, okay. Like she's fighting for a different purpose, even with, with training. Like, I feel like I'm just a little bit more mean in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen, I mean, we've seen fighters who took some time off to become parents they've come mm -hmm. back better. I mean, look at Mackenzie Dern, the run she's been yeah. on at 115. Like she, she was having problems just making the weight and now she's like in the best shape of her career. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with, um, in a sense, I don't want to say this is how she feels or what, but I think it has a lot to do with, she's not trying to waste anybody's time. It's almost like she's, she's fighting for a different purpose. She's fighting for her, her family, her daughter, her husband, you know, and she doesn't want to waste her coach's time. And I totally get that. I can see it. And, you know, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm in a similar mindset as well. <clears throat> Have you been paying attention to the UFC rankings because you're moving up spots and you haven't fought in almost 18 months. It's crazy. You bumped up another spot. Like the last time the rankings came out which is crazy. I think I was 15. And then it was, I think last week or the week before, I don't remember. It was like, Oh, you're 14. And, you know, and that like all of that, I love it because I feel like it's making me even more motivated. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of like the boss man is like basically trying to tell me like, what's up, you know, you're coming <laughs> back, what's going on, you know? And so I love it. And, you know, and I'm, I'm feeding off of it. <laughs> With this this new motivation, this this newfound push that you're taking to getting back, you're thinking sometime in the spring, perhaps. Is there anybody that mm -hmm. sticks out to you? I mean, you just fought Tisha Torres. That's a that's a great step in terms of development for your career. Tisha's been on a roll since. 
But is there anybody that kind of sticks out to you right now? I mean, you're ranked number 14 in the world. So that bullseye is going to be on your back with some of these fighters outside of the top 15, but you could put the bullseye on somebody else's back, not even in a disrespectful way, but is there somebody that kind of sticks out that makes sense to you right now? You know, a lot of these guys, the a lot of these uh, straw weights, I feel like that are coming up. You have Lawana. I think that's her name. Did I say her name right? She just fought. Um, I like the that loopy girl too. Um, you know, and I mean this in the most respectful way as possible. But you know, those fights make sense to me. Um, I I like the idea of. Uh, I don't know. I think Ronda Marcos just got caught cut right she did yeah well she didn't yeah. get cut but she fought out her deal and they they parted ways after okay um and then uh i don't know is ashley yoder still around i got offered that fight um but then uh i don't i accepted and i don't know what happened on her end but you know those those fights make sense to me um but you know like i said a lot of these girls they're all tough you know and i think um the straw weight is you know the most competitive uh women's division right now and so um it i i just know that i'm going to be ready for whoever they give me but i like the idea i like the luana i like the loopy girl i like the uh um ashley yoder i like these girls who are kind of on a streak in a sense but i'm somebody that you know i like to be challenged uh, as you can tell like i and what i mean by that is you know i asked for a top 10 and so they gave me a top 10 um when i fought after i fought livia i said you know i want a top 10 and and they gave me uh you know tisha torres and so um you know and i can definitely say i was humbled by that loss uh, but at the same time like you know i want those fights i want those good fights and you know and i think uh these upcoming girls that are on a roll that are taking two three fights and you know in a row and just you know getting all these wins i like to challenge myself against those girls so um but either way doesn't matter um they're all gonna, you know, if they're all in the way, they're all in my way to chase that belt. And so they're all, we're all gonna, I'm gonna eventually have to fight them and they're gonna eventually have to go through me. So um, they can all get it someday. <laughs> nice. I, I'm i excited, Brianna. This is, this is great news. Married, mother, fighter, yeah. coming back in the springtime. Everything's coming up, Brianna the Bull right now. This is exciting stuff. There's a lot of exciting stuff. And then I just got offered to assist with DC as well um, for coaching uh, the Gilroy High wrestling team. So I'll be I'll be showing my face in there as well with the girls. And, you know, and so there's a lot of great things that are happening. And and I'm trying to just kind of just keep that. um, What do you call it? what is what's the word? I don't I can't find the word right now, but I'm just pretty much just staying balance. focused and the balance. yeah, trying to keep the balance exactly. Trying to keep the balance. Trying to be a wife. Trying to be you know a professional athlete, a mother, and you know and be there for others and you know and so yeah. There you go. Well, con- congratulations on everything that has happened since the last time we saw you compete. We're excited for. Brianna Van Buren 2.0, so to speak. Are we sticking with Brianna Van Buren as a fighter name, or are we, sh- are we changing it up? You know what? They actually, UFC just emailed me. So I believe, I mean, ideally in the perfect world, um, I would like to keep, obviously, my fighting name, which I believe I could still do so, Brianna the Bull. Uh, but it'll now be, my last name will now be Brianna um, Fortino. 
Um, so I legally changed my last name. Um, so going in um, will be Brianna the Bull Fortino. Okay, so when Bruce Buffer announces you, it's going to be Brianna Fortino. Yes, yes, it'll nice. no longer be Van Buren. <laughs> okay, so when I when when this article gets written up, Brianna Fortino plans to return in the spring. That's right. You'll be the first one. Check you out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's amazing. Well, Brianna, congratulations on everything. And we look forward to seeing you back in there in the springtime. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to, to you and the family. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and your family as well. Um, I look forward to many conversations with you in the upcoming near future. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out. I can't wait. <laughs> Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Once again by Kenny Cross. He is back in action December 10th at XFC Young Guns 4. He'll be in the main event taking on Jose Martinez. It has been a minute since we've seen Mr. Kenneth Cross compete inside the cage. We'll find out more about that in a matter of moments. But Kenny, good to see you, man. How are you? Hey, man. Uh, I'm really good, actually. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So might as well knock this out. Why haven't we not seen you since November of 2020? You had a big win at XFC 43, finished a very tough guy in Gerald Askew in the second round, but for a very active guy, it's been 13 months or so since we've seen you compete, which is not like you. So why have you been out for so long? That's, that's a long time when I hear the number come out of your mouth. Uh, you know, life throws curveballs, and uh, unfortunately I, I blew my Achilles uh, due to a bunch of training, snowboarding, doing backflips daily daily life routine stuff I, I, I used to do. I'm not doing all that anymore, but uh, I tore my Achilles, man, and we had to go and we had to get it right. So I, I took the time off that I felt was appropriate. You know, we did some research, looked at some deadlines and tried to uh, try to beat the odds in every way, shape and form. You know, my coach Chris Down and I repatterned my Achilles from the ground up. And we just beat on that thing every day till uh, it felt strong, until it felt really strong, and then until it felt great. So here we are now, you know, like you said, 13 months later. Momentum's still rolling, and, and I'm in control of everything. So I just can't wait to get back out there and show the people what I've been working on, honestly, for, for behind the scenes for the last year. So you, you tore your Achilles, and you're already back in, like, just over a year? That's crazy, nope. man. No surgery. What? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of anybody that tore their Achilles and didn't get surgery. Um, but 
my boy Chris is just a superstar. He, he's just one of the smartest guys out there. And he's seen it happen with uh, the spine. He's seen people blow their spine out or something like Mike Tyson spinal. But he, he, he's like, since I've seen that, I know I'm pretty sure the Achilles can do it too. So we just went with what we, you know, the Achilles is, you know, it spreads out and then it comes back together and we just repattern it the right way. And it feels really good. So how long from when you found out that you tore your Achilles, were you back like being active? Like, I'm sure you were active the entire time. You found something to do knowing who you are and, you know, your story and everything. But how long before you were like back almost 100% training? Because it sounds to me like it was not that long. No, I've probably been uh, MMA training, like to doing my two days for about eight weeks now. But for I took 10 weeks off. Once it snapped, once I heard that pop, I took 10 weeks off and I was in the gym four times a week from there on, you know, just doing a rehab and trying to get any kind of strength and conditioning. We could do upper body. When you guys see me December 10th, you'll see my physique is extraordinary. It's, it's better than it's ever been. You know, I'm, at, I'm sitting at 167 pounds right now, just chilling. So like everything's come full circle and yeah. That's wild, man. Can, can you divulge how you tore it? Um, just exploding. Like I, on, let's say on Monday, I was throwing some kicks and when I would get up on the ball, ball of my foot, I'd start to feel like some sharp pain. And then, so I, I just boxed that day, three days later, it felt great. And I was right back to hard sparring. And after that, I went snowboarding. And after that, like, so like Friday we sparred Saturday, Sunday, I went snowboarding Sunday after that, I think it was later Sunday, we did a dodgeball tournament, went five and oh, I did a backflip over a dodgeball, got the last, got the last person out, you know, I was on cloud nine. And then we were doing the American Ninja Warrior Challenge where there's, there's blocks about 10 feet, 12 feet, 14 feet, 16 feet, 18 feet off the ground. And you got to run up a wall and you got to grab onto it. And boy, I will float. I'll fly up to the ceiling. I'll float off one push off the wall. But uh, it was my second time after all that wear and tear. My As I went to plant and shoot up, my Achilles actually just snapped. And I went full-fledged into the mats face first. So it was just a bunch of wear and tear. I, I hear if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So honestly, like, there's not a good time to hurt yourself, but there probably wasn't a better time for me. I, I have, I have the momentum, you know, I have luckily my mindset and I'm young. I have youth on my side. So it's just a learning, let a le learning process, you know? Yeah. I was going to say never, like you said, never a good time to, to tear your Achilles, but at the same time, you, there could have been many worse times for this to happen to you, right? I mean, you're coming off the win. You're coming off a bunch of wins, contender series. You're with this yeah. upstart, like, re replenished promotion that's doing big things, especially in Michigan right now, where, where you're from. Gives you some time to heal. This might be the healthiest you probably headed into a fight in a long time. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah you're never fully healthy. Like, people say, I for a while, I was like, I don't know. I feel pretty healthy, but... As you as you're in this sport longer and longer, you realize like you're going in there with, you know, a, a damaged neck or your back sore. You're going in there with a broken toe, you know, so I'm all around healthy right now. And 
more explosive. My cardio and everything's through the roof. We took a lot of time out just to work on breathing exercises because I'd always be in shape, but somehow I'd tire out. So understanding how to hold my breath, when to, you know, make it a jog the whole time. And, and so we've worked on so many different things behind the scenes. Like I said, if it's a time to get hurt after all those big W's, you know, the time was now, of course I couldn't make it through the tournament, but it's not like I was prepping for the biggest fight of my life. And it happened, you know, two weeks out or something. And I had to pull from a card. So what has this whole process been like for you slowing down a bit and being more cerebral with, with training and getting ready for a fight. This is something completely different for you. Do you yeah. feel just like more calm? You seem a lot more calm. I, I feel definitely, I feel more uh, seasoned as a fighter. Cause I know like real fighters have to go through these kind of things. Like Cody Stamen, he blew his knee out or whatever. And he had to go through a bunch of different, you know, injuries. And he was one of the first people to tell me like, you're a fighter, you know, this happens, you know, get used to it. And yeah, it, it just, I've seen a lot of my friends, a lot of people get injured and I've never been in their shoes. So it's nice to be able to, to be there for once and, and handle it the way I've, I've handled it and just, just be better from it, you know, just try to be positive and, and work my way out of there. If, if you want to be the best in the world, you're going to have a lot of obstacles and it's, it's not about the obstacles, but how you handle it. And, and I think that I I'm doing it very maturely right now. And I, I think, uh, I'm going to be a really, really dangerous fighter in there December 10th. Are you, would you say you're like antsy to get back in there or are you more just sort of appreciative? Like you're not taking your career for granted or anything like that. Not that you did that in the first place, but just at this point, you've been out for so long. Like this is unlike you and you haven't really experienced this before. So how would you describe sort of the, I mean, you're less than two weeks away from getting back in there, like the emotions right now, getting ready to get back in there. Does it feel different? It feels, uh, everything feels the same right now. It feels like I'm, I'm going out there, you know, the next fight's always the biggest fight. And I got a, I got a game opponent and Jose Martinez, you know, 12 and five, he's fought on the LFA card. And, you know, I got a big, I got a, I got a juggernaut in front of me. And I, I get to take someone out. I get to beat somebody up in front of my home crowd. Feels, feels like, uh, you know, the past eight years. So not, nothing really has changed. I am antsy to get in there, mainly because I'm tired of uh, dieting so much. I'm ready to beat this dude's ass and then, and then go have some fun at the restaurants and all that good stuff. But no, man, it's just uh, like you said, I've, I'm slowed down, more cerebral, like we're, we're fighting out of more than, you know, just the southpaw stance is, is a big thing we're doing over at uh, my new camp at Mercy Lago in Lansing. So I'm just taking everything step by step believe that I'm finally two weeks out and you know last week I wasn't that happy dieting and I, I think this week going forward I'm going to be a lot a lot more uh happy every day I wake up because I know that it's only you know next week is fight week and all the hard work's done so you know I'm excited what led to the to the change in camp to Mercy Lago it's a great camp also obviously you know, when it comes down to it, it was uh, bodies. I think Mercy Lago has so many talented guys around my size, bigger than me. And uh, the way that they're fighting is is in my face, like no apologies. You know, it's not, hey, how'd I do? It's they're punching me in the face. And if my hands aren't up, there's no like, hey, man, I thought we were taking it light. Like we're fucking fighting over there. And, and I really like that. 
you know, I've always said, like, I heard it a long time ago, but if you want to be a better dan dancer, you need to go practice dancing. So if I want to be a better fighter, I go get into some fights. It's nice to have some fights behind the scene because when you're an MMA fighter, you only have so many selected fights that you get to actually, you know, uh, perform in front of an audience that you honestly, I don't, I'm 12 and three. I've had 15 fights. When I wrestled, I'd have 50 fucking wrestling matches every year. So 15 fights, that's not even my freshman year of wrestling. You know, you got to get those rounds in. So having real life looks in the background and getting black eyes and all that stuff, is, it's, it's really good for me. Yeah. I mean, working with guys like, like Joaquin Buckley, chaos Williams, you know, is there from time to time, I'm sure you're getting definitely what you're, what you sought after with those guys, right? Especially chaos. That dude doesn't mess around at all. I was, I was just moving around with chaos before his last fight. And <clears throat> he's, you know, he's cutting weight his last couple of days before he had to cut weight. He is so long. He's so strong. Like we had four ounce gloves on him. Boy, like that dude just breathes on you and you could feel the power in his hands. So yeah, just the energy of having these kind of uh, these athletes in the room and, and what they do and and how they motivate the rest of us and, and you know we stay on the same kind of train and keep keep steaming full full speed ahead. It it, uh, it makes life easy. So how do we how do we get back into this thing after this long layoff? How do we how do we remind everybody who who the hell you really are, my man? Thirteen months away, back in there headlining a show in front of your home crowd. How do we get this thing done? Um, you know, the performance is really going to speak for itself. I think I, I really, I love my, my actions talk a lot more than in my mouth and December 10th, you know, I was just watching some film last night. I, I don't see this guy touching me on the feet. I don't see him taking me down. I, I know it's going to get, it's going to become a bloody fight because this guy can take a punch, but he has been knocked out since his, his debut, his pro debut. And uh, let's see if he can uh, keep that chin hidden for 15 minutes because, you know, I'm, I'm seeking that face and I'm going to take his head off. Um, I'm a predicting round two KO. I know we're not looking past next Friday night, December 10th, this big card, big fight against Jose Martinez. But I'm sure you're thinking about 2022. You're thinking about how to sort of make up for lost time, so to speak. What are your what are the goals for 2022? I'm sure activity is one thing, just getting back to the normal Kenny Cross flow, but just sort of big picture stuff. What what are you looking at? Like if we're having this conversation this time next year, what are we talking about? This time next year, uh, we're talking about man, it's hard to say because in this sport things change so fast, depending on how much. You know, XFC shows me that they love me after I take this dude's head off. We could be talking about, you know, continuing on and looking for that Harbaugh fight after he wins over Robinson for the XFC lightweight tournament. Or we could be talking about, you know, potentially my second fight in the UFC. You know, we could be talking about uh, top 15 guys. If I get in the UFC and I, and I fight and I knock one dude out, you know, that right there with uh, being exciting could shoot you right off to the top contenders. Also, I could be talking about winning this fight and settling down a little bit with my girlfriend and going to get in the house and doing like normal activities for a little bit, you know, and jumping back in there as well. You know, I like to stay active, but like I said, I'm in no rush anymore. I'm going to take the best offers. I'm not going to go and fight the best guys in the world on shitty platforms, you know, just because of money, or I'm not going to go to the USC and fight some crazy, you know, the, 
fucking best dude around for for a big paycheck. So I'm trying to find the the gray lines in between every right move in this in this sport. And I think that's what I've been doing so well so far. And that's where I that's why I am where I am. But, you know, it, yeah, it's successful, you know, positive moves, power moves going forward and not losing and only winning and uh, and being myself. That's that's the kind of conversations I think we'll have in a year from now. What is your contract like with XFC, if you don't mind me asking? Um, after I hurt myself, I got uh, discontinued from my contract, which was going to be like a two-year contract if I got second or first in the tournament. But since I got injured, blessing in disguise, you know, I have a one-fight contract with them. And that's, that's the way I kind of want to keep things going on going forward until, you know, something really, really stands out. Wow. So timing really is everything. You're going to be a free agent after this fight. Yeah. I mean, you're technically a free agent now. Exactly. I mean, I got, you know, I got my cage side management. They take 15% off my show money and that's it, you know, and they get me all, they get me all kinds of sponsors and, and, you know, gloves, anything I need. So it's not like I'm paying out the ass show money, you know, uh, win money, all, all that kind of stuff that you might see in other organizations. I really, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, a free agent agent you know all around the board just me and me and my boy liam this is wild i mean the last time you and i spoke it was right before your contender series fight i feel like i'm talking to a completely different person now like not not and this is it, not that you were like you're just much more wound up back then you just it seems like you just found like this light of positivity and like and you found positivity in in kind of an unfortunate situation timing is everything and you've realized that and it's do you feel different than you did like a couple of years ago? Cause you seem like yeah. way different. You seem like a, a you, you don't seem 27 right now. You seem like a, like a guy my age, like a 38, 39 year old who has just found the the fountain of youth and discovered the, the, the meaning of life, so to speak. Bro, for that last fight, when I fought contender series before we spoke, uh, leading up to the fight, I maybe, I, I don't know, stopped drinking for like six weeks, maybe. And then the fight fell through and we went and we celebrated, even though we didn't get the fight. And I went and I fought him after, you know, drinking for two days or some shit like that. Like I haven't had a, a taste of alcohol in eight weeks. I used to eat, I used to eat Wendy's and McDonald's before I'd go spar every Friday. Like I'd be eating fast food every day. I haven't had fast food in probably eight weeks either. You know, I'm, I'm eating clean. I'm really treating my body. You know, like when you have a catastrophic injury that just, you know, you hear a pop. And you don't know if it's your knee, your, your neck. You don't know what happened. You start taking this, this life a little more serious. You know, my job, I'm a fighter. How long can you fight? Probably, you know, till you're 35, 40. How long can you, can you fight if you're not taking care of your body? That's the real question. So I'm 27 with a great record. And, and I, like, I've never been knocked out. I've never been dazed. That was my first injury. I'm so healthy. It's time to treat my body like it's like, like, uh, like it's a champion body. And, you know, the mindset just came with everything else that I was doing. Just one step in the right path leads to another step. And, and now I got people all, all around me that, that helps keep me going in the right way, in the right, you know, direction. And then I have these God gifted talents that just back up everything that, you know, the belief that people have in me and the belief I have in myself, the hard work, all of that is now there and the talent's always been there. So you put it all together and December 10th, you see a great fight. What's that like to like discover all of that at this point yeah. in your career? What is that like? It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's life. 
I think uh, if you're, I'm like, I'm always looking, like the doctor just said, I have entropic eyes, entropia. I just got diagnosed with perfect vision. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> don't ever yell at me when I'm driving again, because I already saw that car. I already saw that car. We're good. But like day to day, like I'm always looking for answers. Like I'm always looking to level up as a human, as a fighter. If you're not looking, then you're not going to find it. And I think I'm just open-minded and, and I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. And I just want to be the best in the world. So you just got to continue to do like what the best would do, you know? True or false? By the middle of 2022, you're fighting in the UFC. I mean, it's a good, good chance that it's true for sure. Like I could, I could be in there right now. I have, I know I'll bring it up again. Uh, Jason House and Iridium's been talking about why isn't Kenny in the UFC? We could have had him in there three years ago. But like I said, I'm trying to take all the right steps and, and watch my money and all that good stuff as well. If when I'm ready, you know, I'm not going to need a good manager. They're going to say, oh, we, we need him. And, you know, we were almost there. We won that contender series fight. Unfortunately, it was boring. You know, 90% uh, of my fights, our finishes. So that doesn't happen too often, but when I'm ready, the world will see, and there will be no second questions, no, no guessing that they will know Kenny's ready. Of course, there are always going to be somebody that says he doesn't have cardio. There's always going to be someone that says he doesn't have a good gym or, you know, he's not experienced enough. He can't wrestle. There's always going to be that, but deep down, you know, when they're in the cage and they're locked against uh, on the other side, going against me, they're going to know like, like that I have everything and it's going to be a fight and they're going to be moving backwards. We're going to, what's the meal of choice after this victory? What are we going to eat? Oh no. Mm. Breakfast, a big breakfast, you know, of course, some mimosas maybe like, I, I mean, like <laughs> we've been doing fake mimosas over here with some orange juice and like sparkling. Yeah. Grape juice, you know, tastes good, but I'm ready to get crazy after this win. Uh, we're going to have some fun. I don't know. I'm going to eat everything. I'm going to, I'm going to be like Patty over here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No backflips. No more backflips. Like, <laughs> if I knock him out, I can't promise no backflips. Oh, come on, man. You can't do that. You can't do that. We're, 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 this is a new Kenny Cross. This is Kenny Cross 2.0. Eyes open. And, you know, the, the perfect vision. My last fight in Grand Rapids, I did, a, I did the Gaethje backflip off the cage. I won't do that shit no more. But a <laughs> A standing tuck. Yeah, I got that in the bag. All right. Okay. Compromise. I, I yeah, think we're good, yeah. Kenny. I appreciate that. And I'd be a little kid here and there. <laughs> Finding that middle ground. Well, we are looking forward to it. I'm glad you're feeling better. Your story is unbelievable. How we've how you came back so quickly, I'll never know. But uh, I'm not really surprised if we're being honest. So uh, all the best to you getting back in there December 10th. I know you're getting antsy and looking forward to seeing you in the main event of XFC 43 on Fox Sports 2, my man. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, bro. Have a good uh, week. Man, this is crazy. You and I haven't talked since after the Darren Smith fight. That was in January of 2020. Fight oh, night. You returned to, yeah, you returned to fight night. I was going to try to get you, but you had to go on some other Jamoke show after your debut. I think his name is Ariel Hawani, my colleague. I don't know oh, if you yeah, ever heard that. of that guy. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I ain't talking to this guy, but Jesus Christ, man. It's been like almost two years since that interview. Like, this is crazy. Like, did you think we'd be talking about what we're talking about two years later? I mean, I always hoped that we would, but, uh, you know, I wasn't entirely sure it was going to happen. But, hey, we made it. Yay.
I mean, just everything that you've been through, like, I don't want to, you've, you've talked ad nauseum at this point about getting the short notice fight with Phil weighing in how pissed off you were that you weighed in. Then the fight was taken away from you. Then you get it at MSG feeling like Phil's an evil genius in some way. Now you get to do it at MSG, the world's most famous arena, but it's been what three weeks since that fight, a little over three weeks. And you're doing all these interviews. Like I said, you're on aerial show. You're all over the place, man. Now you get another fight coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute. Like, how has life changed over the last three weeks, almost a month? Yeah, uh, just a lot more interviews, and I'm not constantly watching my bank account. But outside of that, nothing. Like, yeah, it's all the same, man. Like, uh, you sleep a little easier knowing I'm not star- I'm not going to starve. But uh, outside of that, it's been exactly – I haven't changed a thing, man. Like, it's exactly the same thing. Like, uh, hell, I fought Phil. I was back in the gym. Uh, I got home Sunday, worked out a little Sunday night, was back in the gym Monday. So, like, absolutely nothing has changed outside of uh, – I got to do some interviews. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to starve to death now. It's a, that's a big one. I can't reiterate that enough. How does that feel? I mean, what, when was the last time – like, do you remember a time where you were, like – and at a, at a point like that where you're somewhat financially independent, you didn't have to worry about that and check your account like multiple times a day. Uh, it's just my first PFL fight. I was like, Oh shit. Like, okay. Like I'm, I'm okay right now, which is like PFL was really nice. I made a decent amount of money on PFL. And I, you know, I got myself out of debt and everything else. I spent most of my PFL money. Actually I spent like getting rid of my debt and everything, paying everything down and being fine. And I, I was okay for a while. It was really nice. And then, like, you go back through the uh, the drought period. But now, like, you know, I've got money in the bank. I've got another fight coming up. I've got a new contract already. So I'm just like, this is – life's good, man. Like, I just get to go back to just training and uh, busting my ass. You know, nothing changes in that perspective. But now I'm not doing it for free. <laughs> you got a new contract already? One fight and they already bumped yeah. you? Yeah, I uh, so go to fight. Uh, so I got my second contract this, and then I'm hoping that I beat Brendan Allen and they'll negotiate a third contract because then I'll be right. That's so crazy, man. Just like, oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's just nuts, man. Like, you're, you weigh in, it's almost like it's taken away from you again. You know, it's just like the story of your career. Then you win, and now you're on contract two, and after this, you could be on contract three. So thinking back, like, three months, this is insane, man. Like, I know you were right. hoping to fight 10, 12 times this year like a madman, which doesn't surprise me at all. But just seeing where you're at right now, about to maybe get yourself into a third freaking contract in, like, two months' time, talk- that's nuts. My manager and I were talking this morning. We were like, man, this, we were talking this morning, I woke up. And we're just like, man, it's weird uh, how this year started, like, versus uh, how it's going now. He's like, think about how last year started versus how it's going now. Like, man, what a complete, uh, what a complete 180. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Like, I get to, I get to fight, like, things are going well. And, like, it's so much more fun fighting when you're not worried about, like, oh, man, like, how am I going to pay for things? How am I going to take care of stuff? Like. I can just go fight. Like I, it's, it's such a freeing feeling. And like, I think honestly, as I make more money, I think that feeling is going to just be better and better to like, you know, I think when people fight, the fear of losing is partially because like you can't afford to take half a check, but like, as you start, you know, putting money in the bank and I live a very simple life anyway. So I'm just like, there's no fear of losing. Cause I worry about losing half a check. 
so like it's fun again like i'm just like man i'm, ex- I'm excited to go fight this weekend did the UFC, I, I know after the event, one of the members of the media had asked Dana because they, there, there were so many bonus options that card. And when your name got brought up, it like like a light bulb triggered in Dana's mind. He's like, oh, I got to take care of this guy too. Did they take care of you? Give you a little extra? Uh, no, but like, I think those come out like weeks later, everyone says like, it's like two months later or something like that. So I'm cr- fingers crossed. Here's hoping that uh, I, they, they did something for me. So we'll see. But uh, they're like, yeah, it takes like 10 weeks. I'm like, oh, God, okay, well, whatever. But like, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, did you get any sort of verbal somewhat anything saying like, dude, we got you. No no worries. No, no, no. No one said anything. But he said it on, Dana White said it on, uh, he said it in an interview. I got it recorded. So like, they did it 10 weeks. <laughs> then I'm going to message him. Like, hey. I want to be that guy, but uh, got this on video. <laughs> you got proof. You got intangible proof. You got everything you need right there. So now you get this fight with, oh, by the way, I have to ask you about this because the last time I interviewed, I actually like, I watched the first few minutes of it this morning and it's after the fight night title defense. And I had asked you if, because, you know, we've talked at Nas a lot, a lot about this road to the UFC and why you haven't gotten this call and like how it's 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 almost like it's almost insane that it took you this long to get to the UFC. And I had asked you in that interview in January of 2020, if you regretted some of the things you post on social media, some different things about the retiring, not retiring, just you, you, you posted a lot of things. And I said, do you regret posting any of that stuff? And you said, ask me in two years. If I regret it, and I'll give you an answer. So we're, we're not quite at the two-year anniversary, but we're close. When you think back at this road and some of the things you may have said and, and, and reactions that you may have had, the, the multiple retirements, is this like... I don't think anyone cares. Like, don't think, any, don't think anyone cares. I just, I just don't, I just, I have no, no one has ever mentioned it. No one said anything. I talked to social media people. They're like, yeah, no, you want blacklisted. But yeah, I just don't think anyone cared. I was just one of those people that just existed inside the cracks of everything. I have no idea still. I hope as I get like higher rank, I can talk to Dana White. Like, can we have a one-on-one? Like, what, like, what happened here? Because I would really just like to know my own personal like mental records of like, did I do something? Or but yeah, I don't think anyone cares. I don't think anyone cares at all. I just kind of fell through the cracks and they were like, whatever, we got other things to do. Oh, there you go. You made it. So I think it's part of the story, though. I think it makes the story a little more unique and special, does it not? Uh, I mean, I guess I still would have liked to be there before for like financial reasons and like pride, but like whatever. It's, 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 it, uh, it, it does, you know, it, it's amazing how many uh, messages I got with people like, oh man, your story is so inspiring. I was like, I wasn't actively trying to be inspiring, I promise. I would have loved to have been signed years ago, but it's, it's really cool that like people, uh, I've had more than you know, more than a few people message me like you know stuff like this makes me realize I can't give up on them. You know, I have like people are, I don't want to give up on my dreams. I see like you know you stuck to it. I was like holy shit like that's something like you don't see every day. People are like you inspired me to keep chasing my dream. I was like well, that's pretty cool. Chris Curtis the role model. How about that? Right? Yeah. Who who would do? I would never. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's awesome. But like, get better role models. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, now you're going to fight Brendan Allen this Saturday. Uh, it's a big one at the apex. When did you find out about this opportunity? Because I know you wanted to get back in as soon as possible after the win over Phil Haas, but when did you find out about this? Cause this came up pretty quickly. 
was it last week? The day, the day before it was announced, they called and I said yes. And then uh they like someone leaked it the next day. But uh actually no, the day it was announced, I hadn't even signed my contract yet. But oh really? I said, yes, I agreed to it. I agreed to it. I was like, yeah, let's go. And then I don't know how it got leaked before I even signed my contract, but it got leaked. I was like, all right, that's funny. But like you already said yes to it. Yeah, let's go. So it got leaked and I, as I was like, yeah, I went home, signed my contract, went back to the gym. So it was like, oh, just over, just about two weeks. Yeah, just about two weeks. All right. So that's like considering the run you've been on lately, that's nothing. Two weeks is is cake. We la- we laugh. People were like, oh, how, how, why would you fight so short notice? I was like, this is what I've been doing for a long time. Like, it's <laughs> like, no, it's weird to other people, but like to me, we're just like, oh, this is fine. This is absolutely normal. So. I don't, I don't take time off. I train every day. Not much really changes in my camps from like in camp versus out of camp. Like, you know, we tweak certain things and like the amounts that I'm doing and certain stuff. But my camp is very, very similar to my off camp. Like I train seven days a week. Like my schedule stays consistent just because. So I'm always in shape. I'm always ready. I'm like, let's go. What do I got to lose? I ask you who was more excited about this matchup you or Sean Strickland? Cause I feel like Sean is, was like rubbing his hands together. Like, Oh man, I can't wait to help you beat this guy. Cause those two guys, so Brennan and Sean. It's funny. It's such a one way street on that because like Brennan, apparently they're like, you're Brennan Allen did an interview. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the most hated guy at extreme. No one at extreme cares about Brendan Allen. Even Sean's like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Like he's got such, he's got such a weird hate boner for Sean. And, like, Sean doesn't ever mention Brendan Allen, just doesn't care. Like, I don't think he crosses his mind. And Brendan's like, I'll be the most hated guy at extreme. Like, no one cares about you. Like, no. Like, you're like, okay. Like, he's – Sean lives in his head rent-free, unfortunately. And, like, it's just – I think he really thinks it's more of a rivalry than it actually is. It's cartoonish almost where, like, he's plotting against Sean. Like, Sean has no thought or concern about Brendan Allen. No one does, honestly. Like, Good fighter, cool, but like no one's like, oh, we got to get Brendan Allen back. We're just like, all right, whatever, man. So weird flex on his part, man. He's got the weirdest thing ever, but like literally no one here worries about Brendan Allen. So the chip on his shoulder, which fighters often try to find heading into these fights. It's kind of just like a, a pretend one, almost like an invisible chip. If if that's it's and you know what it's probably if that's what it takes to motivate him to whatever you know not gonna knock him to reach his own uh weird i think it's weird <laughs> whatever man like <laughs> if, if that's what it takes that's that's fine but like it's really 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 fucking weird honestly but uh i don't know i've been in this too long to like well, it's, I, I see it as a crutch and like if, if you have to, if that's what you need to motivate you then like okay like your personal hatred for one guy it's a really weird uh really weird flex but to each his own i guess oh, how, how do you like the matchup from sort of an x's and o's perspective i mean it doesn't really matter you're taking the fights on two weeks notice so you know enough about brennan allen to say yes anyways but just i guess from an x's and o's perspective not that it really matters how do you like it from a stylistic perspective I think it <laughs> so I think on I think it's a harder fight than Phil on paper, but I think the matchup is better for me. 
I think Phil was a worse matchup stylistically, but overall, I think just like the way that we play, the way we thought that would plan out, I think this one would be technically harder because I thought we knew Phil would be hard for a round. And then once that we got that first round, things would be different. Brendan and then Phil had the wrestle the wrestling threat, which was a really, really big concern of ours. I think that I'm a better wrestler than Brendan Allen. Honestly, I think my wrestling can stop his wrestling. But I think he's a much I think he's a better striker than Phil and he's a better grappler than Phil. So it presents more dangers all around. I think he's you know, he's he's taller, which is gonna be a little bit of a problem. But I like the matchup, honestly. Like, I really do. Uh, just the way he fought Sean, you know, me and Sean fight differently, but we're both very forward-pressure people. Uh, Brendan's really good coming forward. He's not so much great off his back foot. Uh, he, he can fight off his back foot. When he fought Puna Soriano, he fought off his back foot more. And he did really well. But watching that fight, he... Uh, He's definitely more of a point fighter as opposed to trying to stop him. And I think I'm better at cutting a cage off than Puna is. Like, it's just something that, uh, um, you know, just expertise in certain areas. So I think it's a hard fight, but I, on paper, I'm like, I think I match up really well against him. I'm really hard to submit. I'm very hard to submit. And I've got a pace that most people can't match, like, over time. So, hard fight but i think on paper it's a way better matchup than phil was phil was everything i didn't want to deal with are you enjoying this uh this middleweight lifestyle that you found yourself into these last few fights it's it's just funny man we're supposed to go back to 70 and then they want to fight 85 i'm like well guess i'm a middleweight still so <laughs> we're gonna go become a ranked middleweight even though i have no business being a middleweight i'm gonna end up i'm gonna be a ranked middleweight this is i find it hilarious like, like i said before for me, this is just playing with house money. Like I, uh, as long as I keep winning, great. If I lose, honestly, they know I'm a welterweight. The world knows I'm a welterweight. So if I lose, like, hey, bro, I shouldn't have been here to begin with. I'm just fucking around. Like I don't, it doesn't, that doesn't really knock me, like whatever. But as long as I keep winning, like cool, they'll keep paying me. So if you, if you got house money, you might as well gamble with it. So if you beat Brendan, do you feel like you're just going to stick at 85 until you lose or just whatever they want from you at this point? Uh, we don't know yet. Because here's the thing. Once you get inside the top 10 at 85, you start running into the physical freaks. And then we're like, okay, like that's, that's when we have to be a little bit more like, okay, like let's, let's not get our face broken by like, you know, the giants of 185 because like then it becomes a matter of physicality. And uh, that big, you know, then we got to be a little bit more, careful about what we say yes to but i mean i i would like to find the 85 until i lose until you know they was like okay well but even i don't know man because like even then we were talking about maybe staying at 85 and spending some time lifting and just getting stronger you know just be short but be strong like look at gaslam gaslam did well at 85 being smaller than most people and whatnot but we just didn't have the time to uh, start a lifting plan to put on the weight for this one. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how I feel. Uh, and if we can get some time to kind of like put some weight on. So it, it's all up in the air, man. Like I said, I'm just, I am just rolling through stuff right now. There's, there's no rhyme or reason. I'm just out here doing stuff. Do you prefer it this way though? 
Like, isn't it better yeah, this way? I, don't, I, I, I have spent a lot of time like game planning in the past and like doing like these months, all these long camps. I am at my happiest. Like, you know, it's the, uh, the James Krause method of fighting. Or just show up like all right. Like they call you 24 hours, go two days before the fight. We want to fight. Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. It's way happier. Like I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to like change anything. Like my camp's always consistent. I just like call me. Let's go. Like what I I fucking love it, man. Like this is the best way to live. I feel like this is perfect for you. I feel like you're one of those guys and you never really had to you never really lived that lifestyle, but now that you're in it, I feel like it's perfect for you. Like the the, the Krauss lifestyle. Isn't that like it's, it's funny how life works sometimes. It's great. I I, do, I, I get why Kraus does it. Like, we're like, oh, like, you know, like, why? It's like, let's go. If you're in shape, ready to fight, like, I don't need eight weeks to game plan for one person. Like, yeah, because, you know, I think that's people make mistakes. They spend eight weeks obsessing over what one person's going to do. And when you do that, you stop worrying about what you're going to do. You start, you start worrying about you and worrying about them. Anytime you start training to counter somebody else, you start making mistakes. So... Two weeks, like, look at some video. I'm like, okay, that's what he likes. Now let's go back to me training. And fuck it, let's go. Like, I, I love it. Like, this is uh, definitely my preferred way to operate. And coincidentally enough, you almost made your UFC debut. I mean, at least there were some some chatter about you making almost making your UFC debut against James Krause. After Phil pulled out, Krause not, n- nominates himself. I'll step in and fight him. What did you think of that? Did it kind of like, was it kind of like a, a waste of hope? Like seeing these rumors come no. out that maybe, maybe I will fight and then it's just not happening. Yeah, it's not even that. I just had nothing but respect for Kraus. Like he knew like, so here's the funny thing. We're, we have the same management and like we're, my managers are very close to Kraus and he knows how much this meant to me. So he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Like not, like, not he's just like, you know, fuck it. Like, so nothing but respect for James Kraus at all. I will always be a Kraus when I die I got. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go get paid. Everybody gets, everybody gets paid. Everybody's happy. Let's go. So, like, you know, we didn't think they'd say yes, but nothing but respect for James Cross at this point on. Like, huge. I will forever be a huge fan because the dude's like, yeah, fuck it. Everybody wins. That's awesome. That's got to make you feel good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, like, that's that definitely, uh, I will be a Krause ride or die guy from this point on. Absolutely. So, how do we get this thing done on Saturday? Are we even in the prediction game at this point? Does, do, do we even talk about these kinds of things? Um, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I, uh, I, dude, I don't even know. Like, there's no, you know, I'll say third round TKO. All right. I will say third round TKO. Like, I, uh, I'm in Vegas. I'm comfortable in Vegas. I love fighting here. I train here. I'm in shape. I got a third round TKO. What's, what's, I'm, I'm not going to get finished. I'm not going to let myself get finished. And I don't think I've ever been beaten in a round ever. Uh, never been beaten in two rounds ever. Uh, I have been once. Uh, damn Hawaiians. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, I, I can drag this deep and make it ugly. And, you know, I'll say third round TKO. Is it going to be weird going from MSG to the Apex? Or do you almost kind of like it this way? Honestly, MSG was cool, but I don't care where I fight. I just like fighting, like, for it's it's messed up because after the walkout MSG, I could not have told you a single thing about MSG because I just t- like I don't see the crowd, I don't hear the crowd until after the fight. 
I'm just, I'm in there. Like it's, I don't, it's weird. I don't hear a thing in the fight at all. Like I don't hear a single person outside that cage. We are looking forward to this, Chris. This is incredible. Going back and seeing that interview from 22 months ago and seeing you where you're at now, just signed a new <laughs> deal after one fight, after what, less than five minutes of octagon time, you're already on contract. Right? Big fight with Brendan Allen coming Let's up on Saturday. <laughs> Unreal. Let's, All the best to you, man. Let's just keep rolling. Yes, and congratulations. You, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving it, so let's just keep it rolling and uh, let's try to do some weird shit next year. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work.